Christian. It is absolutely going to be heaven on earth. Let's give the Lord a hand for what we're doing. It is so awesome. So let's all say, I'm here on purpose. I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive. We were going to say this together. I got off, didn't I? I really did. Let's start all over again together. We all know. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. Now the oldie but the goodie. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Tell your neighbors you're seated. It is just that simple. God simplified it for all of us. My darling wife has a, a, a cute little joke to, to share. With, is this it? Uh, it? To share with you. And now listen. I told her, I said, honey, she said, why don't you share it? And I said, I think it would be better if you share it because it's about women. And, uh, and, and it's about a certain type of woman, a blonde. Now, listen, I want all of you to say this. Blondes are super intelligent. And the old blonde jokes are not true. But I will have to say they're funnier than heck. <laughs> So Connie Brown, I don't, I don't know if Connie's here or not, but, but years ago, well, still to this day, Connie Brown sends us joke, blonde jokes, uh, and she's been a blonde for years, and uh, <laughs> some, some of them are absolutely hilarious, and this one I just thought was hilarious. So do you think, it, what do you think? Yes, yeah. Are you on? about us okay it's other blonde people who don't attend here. I thought that I thought you volunteered <laughs> okay here we go the blonde woman was speeding down the road in her little red sports car and was pulled over by a woman police officer who was also a blonde the blonde cop asked to see the blonde driver's license she dug through her purse and was getting progressively more agitated you know how our purses are what does it look like she finally asked the policewoman replied, it's square, and it has your picture on it. The driver finally found a square mirror in her purse, looked at it, and handed it to the policewoman. <laughs> Here it is, she said. The blonde officer looked at the mirror, then handed it back, saying, okay, you can go. I didn't realize you were a cop. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I just I thought that was just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that, even though you didn't volunteer. <laughs> you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and, and for what we're going to experience in the future, we need more strength to release our faith, and so you need more joy. So just tell that, tell that person next to you, just loosen up and let the joy of the Lord absolutely consume you. Right, Bob? The joy of the Lord is consuming you. The word of the Lord today is that uh, the peace of God is ours. Everybody say, God's peace, God's peace is, mine. is mine. 
And then the question next to the title for the message that the Lord has given us is, does your life reflect it? Are you a reflection of the peace of God in everything that you do and everywhere that you go, no matter what happens to you? We have great instruction in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 26.3 is one of the strongest uh, scriptures in the Bible regarding trusting God and having the peace of God. And, and, and the scripture says this, that God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed fixed and totally focused upon Him. And we do that because we trust God. So just leave that up there for a moment and let's say, I trust God. Tell your neighbor, I trust God totally. So therefore, His peace is ours, and it is always ours, and it will always fill our mind, and it will always take care of us as long as we are focused upon Him. Not the situations and the circumstances in life that we see, but what we see with our spiritual eyes. I have the mind of Christ. I am focused upon Lord. I am going to have perfect peace in everything that I do. Your focus will always determine your destiny. And years ago, I, I mean, it's been a few years since I've, I think I've shared this. I wrote it down usually when I share a story to see how often I share the story. How many of you realize sometimes if you've ministered for 40 years, you're probably going to share some stories again and again and again because you've got new people in the church. But this story really fits into the message on focusing upon the Lord uh, no matter what we see. Uh, when I was in the service, uh, the, the squadron that I was assigned to were based in Hawaii. Uh, it was called VMF-232. It was a Marine fighter squadron, uh, flew F-8U aircraft. We had some of the best pilots in the world. Uh, the organization itself was the most decorated Marine Corps aviation uh, uh, outfit in, in the history of the Marine Corps. And, and we just had great pilots, young, aggressive pilots. Uh, you come out of high school at about age 18. You go to college for four years, age 22. Go to Pensacola, Florida, learn to fly a, 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 a high-performance aircraft. And, uh, and then at age about 23 or 24, you are assigned to be trained in combat. Uh, spiritual warfare combat, or not spiritual warfare, but warfare combat. And uh, th these guys are just awesome. They were just the cream of the crop. One of the greatest pilots we had, one of the best pilots, uh, both inside and out, was a, was a young guy who uh, one night we were out doing carrier qualifications on an aircraft carrier. And uh, one of the things that they teach the pilots over and over and over and over again is not about vertigo, but it's about focus. And that if your focus is right, you'll never get vertigo flying a plane. But if you can't stay focused on something in front of you, then you'll have a tendency to look around. There's a great spiritual application in this. How many of you realize that you're never supposed to focus on the mountain? You're supposed to focus on the blessing. You're not supposed to focus on the problem. You're supposed to focus on the work. You're not to focus on people and situations that are going wrong. You focus on all of the blessings and what the Word has to say about the situation. And I don't know that much about aircraft, but you have, uh, I think it's called an attitude gauge. I think it's really it kind of cool. It's called an attitude gauge. How, how many of you realize we need an attitude checkup from the neck up? That comes from Zig Ziglar. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need an attitude checkup. 
That's not a put down. That's, that's not a put down. That just means, you know, check your blood pressure and find out if it's okay. And if it's not, do something about it. Uh, you need an attitude checkup sometimes too. How is your attitude? And I think it's interesting that the gauge in the aircraft, what they call it, is an attitude gauge. And the attitude tells where you are based on the horizon. And that they teach these pilots, and I'm sure they still do today. I have a son, a grandson, that's being trained to be a pilot down in Florida right now. Not in the military. He wants to be a commercial pilot. I think he needs to be a military pilot. His mom thinks commercial would be better, but that's okay. But, but, but they, they teach you how to fly uh, by a gauge. In other words, not looking around at the horizon, but looking at the gauge. Where are you on your gauge? And this pilot was doing night qualification. As far as I know, they still have to do night qualifications. They have to go out at night, and when it's absolutely dark, no moon, they have to go out, fly miles away from the carrier, then find their way back by their instrument panel and land a plane by their instrument panel, not looking around for the horizon, not looking for stars or the moon, but having total confidence and trust. Listen to this spiritually. Everybody said, total confidence and total trust in a little bitty gauge on your plane and you're saying I sure hope this thing is working right <laughs> because if it doesn't but in this case it ended up in a tragic situation the pilot started to get vertigo they could tell by his voice how many of you realize you can tell where a person is by their voice your voice tells and, sh and shows where you are spiritually and if you ever want to do this, just say, God, anoint me to start listening to the voice of people as they talk to me. And you'll be amazed at what you can see through the eyes of an individual and through their voice as to where they are spiritually and whether or not they are under attack and how they're doing in the midst of that attack. Because the word of God through Jesus himself said that we have his peace my peace I give to you, but in the world, Pam shared this a little bit uh, last Sunday, in the world you will have tribulation. We're going to have some stormy seas in the world. We're going to have some things that go wrong, but we're going to go through them with God's perfect peace. Let's say, I have God's per perfect peace. If you're here and you know Jesus, you have God's perfect peace. It belongs to you. If you're here and you don't have Jesus, you don't have God's perfect peace, but we're going to settle that before you leave. So turn to your neighbor and tell them, we're going to settle it before you leave. But what happens is that we've got to understand we already have all that we need. And this pilot started to become confused. Nobody knows for sure what happened, but what is a textbook example of it when you start to get vertigo is you're looking for something that you can identify with. Uh, I, I find a lot of spiritual applications. I'm looking for a breakthrough. I don't see it. I'm looking for a friend over here. I'm looking for this person to change, but they haven't changed. I'm looking for this to happen, but it doesn't. And every time it doesn't, it, it affects me. And it starts to make me feel bad about myself. It starts to make me wonder who I am. It starts to make me, and all of a sudden, you, you're right where the devil wants you. You're on that slippery slope moving downhill, and there are a whole lot of people in the body of Christ who have God's perfect peace available to them, but they have become weary in well-doing. Now, this is going to sound like a message that is contrary to faith, and faith was just preached in this church for the last two Sundays. It was awesome. Give Pam a hand. She did an awesome job. 
And this is going to sound like I'm going to contradict some of what she said, and this is not a contradiction. But there are things I'm standing for, I'm believing for, I have faith they're going to happen, the mountains are going to be removed, the victory is mine, I know, I know, I know. But, everybody say but. But if I never see him, I'm going to be okay. My peace is not based on a miracle. My peace is based on who lives inside my mind and who is my Lord and Savior. I'm believing for miracles. I'm walking by faith. But if I don't see what I'm believing for, I'm going to be okay. Got really, really quiet in here. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm going to be okay no matter what. In other words, we are going from victory to victory. We have the victory. We have the mind of Christ. I have peace in my mind, and my peace is not going to be changed based on what I see or what I experience. I heard John Osteen say this, and uh, I, I truly think if, I had, if God showed up and said to me, Bill, you have a choice to have millions and millions of dollars or my peace. Which would you take? I say, well, God, I'd prefer both. <laughs> I think I would take the peace of God over anything else. But I would say to God, how about both? The reason I bring that up is because there was a man that uh, I did his funeral years ago. And uh, some of you will know who I'm talking about. But he shared some things with me up until the time that he died. A couple of times I had visited with him. And uh, at, 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 at a time in his life, he was a milkman. And uh, he loved life. Uh, he told me what his life was like. He loved what he did. Uh, but the door opened for him, and, and uh, he became a multimillionaire. And uh, during that course of his life, the money and the things that he experienced began to change him. Money does not change you. Everybody say, turn to your neighbor and say, money doesn't change you. Your perception of life is what changes you. You stay focused on the things of God. Uh, I heard John Osteen share this, and, and I tell you what, I, I agree with it. I've been rich. I've been poor. It's better to be rich. <laughs> so Everybody say, I've been rich. I've been poor. It's better to be rich. It's better to be rich because you can help the poor. You can plant the seeds. You can do the things. But we're not moved by our financial situation or any situation other than what does my attitude gauge say about me? I am a child of God. I'm going from glory to glory. There's a plan for my life. I have health in my body. There are a lot of people that when things contradict what they know the Word of God says, they focus on the contradiction and their attitude toward the things of God begins to change instead of focusing on the attitude gauge. I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of God. I am saved by the word of God. I'm going from that glory to glory that we talk about, and I'm not moved by what I see. When you have the peace of God living in your mind, you will live that kind of life, and nothing is going to change that. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, nothing is going to change the word of God in your life. In other words, we have the peace of God. Now, do we have the picture up there of the little, I think it's a little girl or somebody or a kitten. Uh, I, I, I don't know where I found this. I, I ended up buying two of them. But it, it's just so precious. Uh, how 
what, what is your reflection of life no matter what happens? Because Jesus said that in the world you, he didn't say the world will have tribulation. He said in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, be of peace. I have overcome the world. You're going to be okay. This, uh, it's, it's a little blurry. Some of you probably seen it. It's an iconic picture. It's a little kitten in front of a mirror. And, and if, in case you can't see it in the back row there, the little kitten's looking in the mirror, and in the mirror is this ferocious-looking lion reflecting back. And, uh, and it says, what matters most is how you see yourself. Leave that up there for just a moment. I love to see our kids, but especially our grandkids, I mean all of our kids, feel good about themselves, feel confident about themselves. And, and uh, some of our ch children and grandchildren we had to encourage. You know, th th they, they would sometimes not... They'd be a little shy and a little withdrawn and can sometimes get a little anxious and you're just trying to pump them up and all of those types of things. Well, then Molly comes along. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and Molly needs no pumping. This, I, she is one of the most confident little girls I have ever seen. Even when she was born, it was like, here I am. <laughs> and uh, Annabelle was like that to a certain extent, but I think, I think Molly is is more than that. And in my office, I have a picture of, was it grade school or first grade? I think it was maybe first grade, a test they gave the first graders. And uh, it's, it's right underneath this picture. And on the test, it had seven things you answer or put down. Uh, how do you do at this? Uh, excellent or need help? Excellent, 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 excellent excellent on all of the things that you, it, she took herself and filled it up. And then at the very bottom, what is it in your life that you need to change? Now, she spelled it the way I'm pronouncing it, nothing. <laughs> I love it. Nothing about me needs to change. I just absolutely love that. And when I saw that, I, I made a copy of it, and I put it on my wall, and that's where we should be right now. I have the mind of Christ. I know who I am. I may make mistakes, but when I fall, I get back up because I have the mind of Christ, and I have the peace of God no matter what I find. And when I see something that happens, I respond with the peace of God. When you get that kind of life, you live that kind of life. Back to our Marine Corps pilot. They tried to talk him down. He was in contact with the carrier continually. You are constantly, whether you know it or not, in contact with God. He is speaking to you all of the time. But if you're busy thinking about something else, well, what about that? What about that? What about that? You know, God never speaks to me. He spoke to you all through that garble. He spoke to you all through that. But you weren't able to hear because you had confused yourself in your mind. And what happened was this Marine Corps pilot, he was, he was in, in touch with the people on the ship, and they were trying to get him back to his gauge. They were trying to get him to refocus because they could tell by his... They could tell by his... They could tell by his voice he was in trouble. He was going the wrong direction. He was entertaining vertigo. Nobody in their right mind would entertain vertigo. Nobody in their right mind would entertain the words from the devil. But we do it all the time if we don't allow the peace of God to rule in our mind. 
My life, I try to live Colossians 3.15. Sometimes people say, well, do you hear from the Lord all the time? I don't know if I hear from the Lord all the time, but I know this. I know when the peace of God is working in my life, and the Word of God says, let the peace of God rule in all of my things and what I do. Everybody say, let the peace of God rule. And I've lived long enough to realize now I am not listening to people when it comes to that because what happens, what I mean by that is, somebody will say, well, what about this? And I'll say this. And they'll say, well, how, what does that mean? I don't know. I can't describe what it means. All I can say is I have peace in my mind. This is the way it is for me. It may not be that way for you, but this is the way it is for me. And you don't let the world and the tribulation that goes on in the world and in people affect you. But you are ruled by the peace of God. So everybody say this. I am to be ruled, am to be ruled. by the peace of God. And as they continued to talk to this young Marine, I think he was a second lieutenant. He might have, I don't think he was a captain yet, or a, a full lieutenant, or maybe a captain. I don't know for sure. It doesn't really matter to the story. But they couldn't talk him down. And the, and the more they tried to talk him into his gauge, the more excited he became, the more his voice pitch went up, and, and, and they, they knew that there's a possibility of losing him. He flew the plane into the ocean and died. He flew the plane in the ocean and died for one reason and one reason only. He did not focus on what he knew to do. I'll say that again. He did not focus on what he knew to do. How many times do we, play, do we fly ourselves into the ground, into a mountain, because we are not focusing on what we already know to do? Meditate the word of God day and night. Speak the word of God day and night. Live the word of God. Man should live by every word of God. The word of God is true. The Word of God is more real than the person I'm talking to. The Word of God is more real to this mountain. I don't describe the mountain. I describe and plant the Word of God. And when we live a life like that, it'll change us. Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. And, you know, you're not flying around in your car or flying around in an airplane looking at an attitude gauge. Uh, that's not how this message relates to you. But you do have things that are trying to take your focus off of the Word of God. The Word of God says in Hebrews, one of the most powerful scriptures in the whole Bible to live your life, is that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. If you ever really study that, it's talking about your focus and the things that are coming against you. In the world, Jesus would never have told us that we are going to experience tribulation. I want to tell you this. Jesus told us what we were going to experience. He said there's going to be tribulation. There are going to be family problems. There are going to be situational problems. There are going to be all sorts of problems. He told us that. You read the Word of God, He told us that. But He said, you're going to be okay. Everybody say, I'm going to be okay. How many of you got some situational challenges with children and grandchildren right now? Let me see your hand. Looks like almost every, maybe half, three-fourths of the people up right now. Jesus said those are coming. Don't give up. Don't let go. But walk with the peace of God in your mind saying, look, I know this situation is going to change. I know my kids are going to be all right. I know everybody's going to get where they want to be. But if for any reason it doesn't happen, I'm going to be okay. 
I'm going to be okay. See, when I look in the mirror, this is going to sound very prideful. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is going to sound very prideful. When I look in the mirror, I like what I see. I feel good about myself. Now, I know some people don't particularly like some things that I do or say, but I refuse to let another person affect who I am. Does that make sense? We're one step and one thought away from being a people pleaser. And God said, beware of being a people pleaser. Because if you try to be a people pleaser, you're going to try to perform for other people. You're going to try to get the adulation or the acceptance from them. You're going to be okay because of who you are. It got awfully quiet in here. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're going to be okay because of who you are. Not because of who likes you. Don't be concerned about what people think about you because guess what? Most people don't think about you. <laughs> Most people aren't thinking about you. Who are they thinking about? They're thinking about themselves. So we have the mind of Christ. This young man flew himself in there. He didn't have to, but he did. There are a lot of people today that don't understand the importance of focus. Focus. Hebrews 12, 25. You get focused in the wrong direction, you go the wrong direction. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast every care upon the Lord because he first cares for us. The word care uh, anxiety, and, and uh, uh, there's three of them. I just forgot the third one. Oh, God, help me. Uh, I just forgot the third one. Uh, the, the word anxiety, worry, and care. There's that runny nose again. Glory to God. Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> but I feel better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, uh, let, let's back up. This is, this is the definition of God's peace. Perfect well-being, calmness, a state of rest, quietness, calmness again, total absence of strife, and total tranquility. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 says this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the sons of God. This is again going to sound like I'm talking about myself. Please come back next Sunday. There'll be somebody else up here. <laughs> They'll have a little bit more humility. But when I got saved and went out to Tulsa, uh, I felt like I had a gift to bring peace. I felt like when I would talk to people, I, I, I just felt like I had that gift, but I didn't know what it was. I, I wouldn't describe it as a gift. I just thought, like, I seem to have the ability to do that. There's nothing wrong with being self-confident as long as you're not arrogant. I sometimes am both. But, but no, I, I, you know what I'm talking about. But I remember one time Pastor Dory was asking me, to do some things for him. And uh, one time he said, Bill, you seem to have the ability to be a peacemaker. Well, that just rang true in my spirit. It's like, well, yeah, that's the way I see me. 
it's good to see yourself the way God sees you. Most people don't. They see themselves based on how other people see them. They based on how the perception of other people are. They based on, well, I feel good about myself because uh, everybody's nice and whatever. You're okay, period. Everybody say, I'm okay, <laughs> period. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be up and down like a yo-yo. So he asked me one day, he said, and th this just really excited me. He said, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a guy in our church that's got some problems, and I want you to talk to him. Now, everybody say, blessed are the peacemakers. He said, I want you to talk to him for me. Would you do that? And I said, well, sure. So he shows up in my office, and uh, I, I take him in, I sit him down, and I said, hey, uh, Pastor Doherty asked if I would uh, just talk to you for a while, so, you know, just share with me. The man spoke for an hour to me, told me everything bad about his life, everything he had done. I don't think he left anything out. Uh, told me what he should do told me everything that he felt like the Lord was saying to him. And I'm not expanding on this at all. I'm not taking a pastor's license to embellish it. When he got all done, he looked at me and he said, you cannot believe how much you have helped me. I'm a new man. I hadn't said a word. For one hour, I had not said a word. He got up, shook my hand, gave me a great big hug, and went on his way. I heard later from Pastor, he called me and says, hey, you really did awesome with that guy. <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs> then he said, I wasn't going to burst his bubble. But when you have the peace of God and you are a peacemaker, you carry it with you everywhere you go in your presence. And you can't identify it and explain it to somebody else. And they can't explain it either. But they'll know one thing about you. Based on the world, you are different. Based on the world, you are different. Turn to your neighbor until I can tell you're different. Let's hope it's in the right way, okay? Now, this is the definition of the words I wanted to give you just a moment. Because if you don't get this, it'll, it'll continue to lock up. Uh, the uh, 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 anxiety, worry, and merimno, uh, excuse me, uh, anxiety, worry, and care uh, are all the same word in the Greek. And it's merimno, and this is what it means. It means to be anxious, to be distracted, to be anxious and distracted in your mind, to be divided and distracted in your mind. So what happens then is that we get into a situation we don't realize it, but we're flying through life, and all of a sudden, some things start to happen, and there's a little stress here, and a little situation here, and this didn't go right, and that didn't go right, and this person disappointed, or this what happened, or maybe you disappointed somebody, maybe you did something wrong, and instead of getting rid of it, you're carrying it around. You're feeling bad about yourself. Every time you start to feel bad about yourself, you are negating the price that was paid for you at Calvary. You are negating what God did. I never want Molly to feel bad about herself. I hope the rest of her life she says there's nothing in my life I feel like I need to change I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit I'm living the word of God I'm going from glory to glory I hope that is her life the rest of her life because God wants you to feel good about yourself tell your neighbor God wants you to feel good about yourself 
Now, we're getting to the close of this message here because we're about out of time. But in the book of Philippians, if you'll go there, because Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6, he said, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about your life. Here's what he really said. Hey, don't be distracted about anything in your life because that distraction is going to fly you right into the ocean. It's going to fly you right into the side of the mountain. Don't let anything distract you. He said, don't worry about anything. And then he goes on all through Matthew 6 and talks about it. Then in the book of Luke, he does the same thing in Luke chapter 12. He says, don't take care about anything and don't be anxious for anything. Paul in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for, be anxious for, be anxious for, you got your little attitude gauge up here and you're focused. I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of God. I am focused upon Jesus. Bam, something hits the side of you. What is that? Oh, my goodness, I never would have thought that would have happened. I never would have thought this would have ever happened to me. It happened. Get over it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've just received Pastor Bill's counseling. It happened. Get over it. Don't let it bother you. Oh, but my emotional distraught is such that you're going to be flying right into the ocean. You'll never go where God wants you to go, being emotionally distraught. You're going to have to be who God called you to be. And Philippians chapter 6, verse 13, just going to overview the whole thing, but it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scripture on how to live your life. Be anxious for nothing with prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God will guard your heart and guard your mind. God, I got a problem, and here it is. I'm telling you all about it. I want you to take care of this, if you would, please. Show me how to handle this. Take care of this. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I gave it to you. I'm done. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to focus on that, because if I focus on that, I'm going to focus on things other than peace in my mind, and I'm going to fly myself into the ocean. A lot of people are depressed, anxious, worried, concerned today, and it's because they focus the wrong direction. Give it to God. He is smarter than you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, give it to God. He's smarter than you are. He'll take care of it. He knows what he's doing. He'll bring you from glory to glory. And then it goes on to say, and it is such a powerful scripture. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to turn over there real quickly because it's too powerful just to try to paraphrase all of it. It, it's, it's beautiful instructions from Almighty God through Paul on how to live our life. If you do it, what I just said, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In other words, there will be a guard that is the peace of God over your mind through Christ Jesus. Then it says, finally, all of you people at Victory Christian Center. I have a different version. Finally, all you people at Victory Christian Center. Whatever things are really true, talking about the Word of God, the Word of God is truth, and the truth will set you free. Whatever things are true, that's, and whatever things are really knowable of an exciting, uplifting value, whatever things are just, in other words, this is based on the justification that you have in your life. Whatever things are pure and lovely and have a great report. In other words, when it's a good report, this is what I want you to think about. And if there's virtue in it, that's the root word for dynamite. If there's the power of my word in active in what you're thinking about, that's the thing to do. And if it's praiseworthy, oh, what brings praise to me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not who I used to be. Thank you that you meet all of my needs. Thank you I have the mind of Christ. Thank you that I'm going from glory to glory. Glory to God. Thank you I have the victory. Meditate 
on these. This is your flight pattern. This is your attitude gauge. Whoa, hallelujah, I know who I am. You live this kind of life? People are going to look at you and say, don't you care? <laughs> Not really. Why don't you care? Because every care is a distraction. Would you have compassion? Oh, yes. I have compassion. I want to rip you out of the gutter and get you out of where you are. I have compassion. I cry easy. But I don't have cares to distract me from the Word of God. Because then I fly into the ocean. Then I go where other people are. I have the victory. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you have the victory. I'm not looking for the peace of God in my mind. I have the peace of God in my mind. That should get a great big round of applause for God. That's all I said. I'm not looking for the peace of God. I have the peace of God. Think about that. The very peace of God that God is, I have, and so do you. Either operating and living or suppressed. Your choice. The devil cannot take the peace of God from your life. The world cannot take it. Jesus warned us. The world's going to try to take it. Can't have it. But, everybody said there's always a but. But you can give it away. It's yours to give away. And then it goes on. I love it. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the peace of God will be in you. Let's stand to our feet. God wants that peace in you. He wants to bless you. It's like a magnet when the peace of God is working. It will attract. But this is what I want to pray today. Certainly want to pray for those that perhaps don't know Jesus. But I want to pray for those of you, and there's nothing wrong. You know, you can hear a message like this and say, well, I don't want to admit that. There's nothing wrong with saying I've become weary in well-doing. A lot of people have become weary in well-doing, and they really know it deep in their spirit, but they don't want to admit it. They think it's a lack of faith. It's not a lack of faith. It's just a situation in your life. You need prayer, and you need to get set free in that arena. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. You say, well, you mean you don't always live this message? <laughs> no. But I'm going to listen to it again because I like it <laughs> and because I need it. I get weary and well-doing just like all you do. I, I have times in my life, eh, I'm not going to tell you what I say. You wouldn't believe it. But I can't stay there because I'm going to start to take that plane. I'm going to start to fly right in the ocean. And the devil's always there with you. You know, they say when you have a pity party, only one person shows up. I think I had that in the book. That's not true. When you have a pity party, you always got company. Devil's always going to show up to encourage, exhort, and edify you that you have the right to have pity on yourself. And he'll be right there with you as it flies into the ocean. Because he knows his time is short. Because his destination, he's going to fly in the pit of hell. 
Let him take you with him. Bow your heads with me, please.